Did you know that from a neuroscientific standpoint, happiness is experienced in different ways depending on your state of mind? Mark Waldman. For this week's Brain Fact Friday and episode number 204, with all that's going on in the world, I wanted today's episode to take a closer look at how we can all find happiness in our life, even during the most difficult times, and look at happiness through a neuroscientific lens. If we can do this, I'm confident that we'll all walk away from this episode with a way to generate happiness with our brain in mind. Welcome back. I'm Andrea Samadhi, author and educator from Toronto, Canada, now in Arizona, and we launched this podcast almost three years ago with the goal of taking the mystery out of the science behind high-performance strategies so we can all apply the most current brain research to improve productivity and results in our schools, our sports, and modern workplaces. I became interested in success strategies to improve performance in the late 90s while working with some of the world's top performers in the motivational speaking industry and saw immediately how important these skills were for our future generations. For those who've been with us since we launched, thank you for coming back, for listening and supporting the podcast over the years. The topics we cover each week seem to be never-ending. As more research continues to be uncovered, each episode connects back to past episodes that you might remember from our earlier days. Bringing us to this week's Brain Fact Friday. Did you know that there are three distinct networks in the brain responsible for happiness? It hit me while recording the top 10 episodes of all time when psychologist Dr. Francis Lee Stevens said, No one ever comes to me saying that my thinking is awful. They come with, I feel like garbage. So how do we look for happiness or positive feelings when we feel like garbage? We covered the neuroscience of happiness way back in November of 2019 on episode 29, And I remember it being such an important topic that I created a PowerPoint presentation on YouTube to go along with this episode where we dove deep into the recipe for peak performance with strategies to boost our serotonin levels to generate more happiness. We took a closer look at the neuroscience of anxiety with ideas to calm our limbic emotional brain. We were almost a year into the pandemic, and nothing has changed with the importance of mental health and well-being since we recorded episode 29, but today, I want to look at happiness with the latest neuroscientific research that I've recently learned from Mark Waldman, adding a new perspective, hoping that whatever is going on in our lives, wherever you're listening from in the world, that you can look at happiness with this new lens a neuroscientific lens, and see if the ideas I share with you can help you generate more happiness in your life. And I will do this as well as we all put the strategies into practice. This week I learned that the latest neuroscientific research suggests that there are three distinct networks in the brain that generate happiness. 
As we take a closer look at these three networks, I hope we can all think of some new strategies to bring real happiness into our day with this new knowledge of the specific network of the brain that this feeling is being generated in. The first network is the frontal parietal network that's also called the central executive network or our thinking network that controls our everyday thoughts and memories about what happiness means to you. Waldman reminds us that these memories are mostly based on old beliefs and memories of the past and that happiness is something that only occurs briefly in the present moment. Remember that your beliefs about happiness are embedded in the past and that you can think back to old memories that made you happy, but this level of happiness won't last forever. So how do we generate more happiness using the central executive network? Have you ever heard of visualizing yourself in your happy place to shift how you're thinking or feeling in the current present place? When you can actively pull up a memory of yourself where you were happy, on a beach, let's say, if it's the middle of winter, it can help you to feel the sunshine on your face or smell the salt in the air while you're visualizing. But when you open your eyes, you do come back to reality that you aren't really on this beach. So this strategy will get you to feel happiness and shift your mood, but there is another strategy that can bring you closer to real happiness. And that's with the Salience Network. This network that doesn't fully develop until we're 28 to 30 years old puts a value or level of importance on the experience we're having in the present moment and can generate a deeper level of satisfaction, which is what real happiness is. When we can savor the experience while it's happening, like when you savor a hug from someone that you love, you're using the Salience Network to generate a deep level of satisfaction. When you can mindfully immerse yourself in what you're experiencing in the present moment, you can touch those brief moments of pleasure. So how do we generate more happiness using our Salience Network? When writing this episode, I asked my youngest daughter to give me one of her special hugs because I know she savors every moment when she hugs someone. In my lifetime, I've only ever had a hug like this from one other person. He was my friend Christian, who we lost in his late 30s, and his hugs were unforgettable. Have you ever felt this? Someone who hugs you and they squeeze you so tightly they take the air out of you, and they give everything they've got with this hug. I remember saying to my friend, okay, enough already, as I could barely breathe with his tight hugs. But now that he's no longer here... I bet there's many of us who wish we held on tight for those extra seconds. My daughter's hugs are just like this, and she says she feels the hug with her heart, closes her eyes, and that the squeeze part is really important. She's definitely mastered the mindful hug that brings happiness to everyone she comes in contact with. I know that during the pandemic, we barely shook hands with each other, let alone give each other these big bear hugs. But if you can hug someone close to you that you love and mindfully immerse yourself in this experience, you'll feel real happiness. Savor your hugs. What else can you savor that you really enjoy? If you've ever been really hungry, that first bite of a sandwich tastes extra special. Savor that first bite and you'll feel what I mean. 
I'm sure you can write a list of things that you love that you'll take extra time to savor, to feel this heightened sense of happiness that originates in the salience network of your brain. The third part of our brain that generates happiness is the default mode network or imagination network that generates fantasies about what happiness may or may not be. And this network is active when we're wishing for happiness in our life. This daydream-like realm of imagination can make you desire deeper levels of happiness, but research shows that seeking happiness in this way also increases depression. We dove deep into the default mode network back on episode 48 in March of 2020 with ideas for using this new brain science to reduce stress and find balance in the major networks in our brain. So how do we generate more happiness using the default mode or imagination network? When using mind wandering to visualize happiness, to prevent yourself from feeling too far away from your goal, bring yourself back to reality by using mental contrasting. This evidence-based strategy, known as the WHOOP strategy, not to be confused with the wearable device that measures sleep and stress, but WHOOP stands for WISH, outcome, obstacle, and plan, and can help you to keep from drifting off track into negative thinking that can sometimes occur in the default mode network. Stay on course by daydreaming for a bit, maybe about your beach vacation, and then switch to your central executive network and think of the outcome of this beach vacation. How incredible would it be to escape reality and just relax poolside for a while? Now bring yourself back to reality with mental contrasting or thinking of the obstacles that you must overcome for this goal to become a reality. Create a plan and you can turn your happiness daydream into reality. To review this week's Brain Fact Friday, we've outlined clearly the three networks in the brain responsible for our happiness with ideas for generating happiness using each one. We can learn to activate these networks together. For example, by thinking of a specific happy memory with our central executive network and savor it with our salience network and then use our default mode network to further dream or imagine our happiness memories. Switching back to our central executive network to create a plan to bring our happy memory to reality. I know this will increase our happiness in all three networks of our brain and hopefully will leave us with an elevated feeling, bringing us as close as we can get to true happiness. Remember to savor those hugs, or whatever it is for you that brings you true happiness. Wishing you a happy weekend, and hope this episode made you smile. See you next week. If you're enjoying the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episodes. While you're there, please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit us at www.achieveit360.com. 